SBS Radio. Bulletin, Anthony Albanese holds his first press conference as Prime Minister as he heads off to the Quad Leaders meeting in Tokyo. Incoming Indigenous Affairs Minister Linda Burney has reiterated Labour's commitment to implementing the Uluru Statement from the Heart in full. And Volodymyr Zelensky warns of further bloodshed as Russia intensifies its military offensive in Ukraine's east. Minister Anthony Albanese has given his first press conference in Canberra before flying to Tokyo for his first official meeting with the leaders of Japan, the United States and India. There was already a visual difference in the press conference. The Prime Minister stood in front of the Australian flag as well as the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander flags. Anthony Albanese says he's already reached out to the crossbench as vote counting continues and it remains unclear whether Labour will be able to form a majority government. He's also indicated there will be a change in leadership in the Department of Prime Minister and Cabinet as he recommitted to not making cuts to the public sector. The new Prime Minister also made mention of the government's new priorities, including climate change policy and a Federal Integrity Commission, and seeking to bring Australians together. Uh, I look forward to uh, leading a government that makes Australians proud a government that doesn't seek to divide, that doesn't seek to have wedges, but seeks to bring people together for our common interest and our common purpose. Antonio Albanese's transition to the top office was expedited ahead of a diplomatic visit to Tokyo. Four other Labour ministers have also been sworn in, incoming Deputy Prime Minister Richard Miles, new Treasurer Jim Chalmers, Finance Minister Cathy Gallagher and Foreign Minister Penny Wong. Mr Albanese and his Foreign Minister Penny Wong headed to Tokyo this afternoon for the Quad Leaders meeting with US President Joe Biden, host leader Fumio Kishida and Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi. Labour's full ministry will be sworn in next Wednesday, the 1st of June. Labour's incoming Indigenous Affairs Minister Linda Burney has reiterated the party's commitment to implementing the Uluru Statement from the Heart in full. On Saturday night, it was the first words out of Anthony Albanese's mouth as new Prime Minister of Australia. The Uluru Statement was handed down in 2017 and calls for constitutional reforms to empower Australia's First Nations peoples, including a constitutionally enshrined voice to Parliament, a Makarata Commission overseeing treaty agreement making, as well as a national truth-telling process. Linda Burney, who will assume the portfolio once the full ministry is sworn in, told the ABC it will be an enormous amount of work to apply the statement, but it is a top priority for the new Labour government. Anthony and I went out to Uluru over 12 months ago to recommit Labour to the implementation of the Uluru Statement. And remarkably, Patricia, uh, this week is five years since the Uluru Statement was made. Um, It is a very high priority and 100% supported by the Labour caucus. 
In the meantime, hundreds of people in Japan are protesting ahead of the Quad leaders' meeting in Tokyo. Some demonstrators marched, others sat cross-legged on the ground wearing bright yellow vests reading No War in English and Oppose Wars, Crash War-oriented meetings in Japanese. Ota was among those taking part and told CCTV she fears the meeting will only extend the conflict in Ukraine. West European countries and NATO members led by the US have intensified the conflict between Russia and Ukraine, provided military supplies, imposing sanctions on Russia. All this will not stop the conflict, but intensify and prolong it instead. I can't forgive such actions. And back home, climate advocates are calling on the new government to make significant improvements to tackle the issue of climate change. President of the Bushfire Survivors for Climate Action and a bushfire survivor herself, Jo Dodds, says with growing awareness, climate change has been a key motivator for many voters in the lead-up to the election. Ms Dodds says the environment is delicate and authorities need to take urgent action. We want to see progress on this issue, desperately, urgently, fast progress, because I think the the zero emission targets need to be as tight as possible because nature isn't going to wait for us to muck around here. We need to get cracking on reducing our greenhouse gas emissions. The World Health Organization has called an emergency meeting to discuss the recent outbreak of monkeypox, a viral infection that has now spread to several countries across Europe, as well as the US, Canada and Australia. First identified in monkeys, monkeypox is more common to West and Central Africa and typically spreads through close contact. Symptoms often include fever, headaches and skin rashes. Over 100 cases were confirmed or suspected in Europe last week in what Germany has described as the largest outbreak of the virus ever in Europe. Dr. Teresa Tam is Canada's chief public health officer. It's unusual for the world uh, to see this many cases reported in different countries uh, outside of uh, Africa. I think at the beginning of any outbreak, we should cast the net wide to try and understand the transmission routes. We don't understand it enough. There's probably been some hidden chains of transmission that could have occurred for quite a a number of weeks, uh, given the sort of global uh, situation that we're seeing right now. There's no specific vaccine for monkeypox, but the World Health Organization says that vaccines used to eradicate smallpox are up to 85% effective against the disease. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky says further lives will be lost as Russia intensifies its military offensive in Ukraine's east. It follows reports of increasing artillery and missile attacks in the Donbas region in an effort to expand the territory that Russia-backed separatists have held since 2014. Ukrainian parliament has voted to extend martial law and the mobilization of armed forces in response until August the 23rd. Polish President Andrzej Duda has travelled to Kiev, becoming the first foreign leader to address the country's parliament since the start of the war. Mr. Zelensky spoke alongside him at a press conference. Today, from 50 up to 100 people may die in the most difficult direction, in the east of our state. They are defending our state and our independence, which everyone in the world is talking about. Everyone says so, but we personally feel it very much. 
the United States is flying in 35 tons of baby form formula from Europe to help address a nationwide shortage. The situation is being driven by global supply chain issues along with a contamination problem at one of the leading U.S. manufacturers. Some parents have even had to resort to seeking out infant formula and milk via social media as a result. The military flights are being authorized by the Biden administration with the effort being referred to as Operation Fly Formula. New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has shaken off the effects of COVID-19 and is travelling to the United States. The visit is aimed at boosting exports and luring more tourists as the Pacific nation looks to fully reopen its borders after more than two years of restrictions. The trip was in doubt when Ms. Ardern contracted the virus a week ago, midway through to a two-week isolation period which began when her partner Clark Gayford tested positive. Ms. Aden will meet with major tech companies, the United Nations Secretary General and the California Governor, but it's not yet clear whether she will meet with President Joe Biden. Another detainee has been found dead at Villau Detention Center in Sydney. The detainee is reportedly a woman from New Zealand aged in her 30s whose visa had been cancelled under Section 501, a part of the Migration Act that revolves around satisfying a character test. It can be cancelled automatically in some circumstances if the person has served prison sentences totaling a particular length. The woman's particular circumstances remain unknown, but it's understood she was found unresponsive in her room at the detention center on Sunday morning by other detainees. Ian Rintoul from the Refugee Action Coalition has accused security company Circle of failing to provide care for the woman despite reports that she was clearly struggling with her mental health. He says there have been several suicides and suicide attempts in Bilawood requiring full investigation. An Iranian asylum seeker committed suicide in March, followed by three other attempts by separate detainees in the following months. SBS is launching its sixth free to air channel today. SBS World Watch will broadcast international news services from 30 countries, giving people the chance to access world news in their preferred language. The dedicated 24-hour channel is also the new home for SBS's Arabic and Mandarin television news bulletins. SBS World Watch is available on Channel 35 and on SBS On Demand. And to sport, Olympic champion Ariana Ariane Tutmos has broken the women's 400-meter freestyle world record at the Australian Swimming Championships in Adelaide. Her time of 3 minutes, 56 seconds and 40 milliseconds has beaten United States swimmer Kati Ledecky's record by 0.06 seconds. Ledecky's time was set during the 2016 Olympics in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. Tutmos says she's feeling the happiest she's ever been in her life, in and out of the pool. And the Australian swimmer says she thought the world record was definitely within reach if she did the best race she could. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, a cloudy day, 33 degrees, Perth, showers, 19, Adelaide, mostly sunny, 22, Melbourne, mostly sunny as well, at the top of 15, Hobart, partly cloudy, 15, Albury, Wodonga, mostly sunny, 18, Canberra, partly cloudy, 16, Wollongong, showers, 18, Sydney, showers as well, 19 degrees, Newcastle, showers, 20, Brisbane, also showers, 22, Townsville, mostly cloudy, 27, Keynes, 
Kupatnik Dawdi 29, Early Springs, Motley Sunny 25, Darwin, a sunny day 34 degrees, and the Torres Strait Islands, a sunny day and a top of 30 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from.